Hey, it's Naughty. And I'm the Teach. And welcome to Naughty and the Teach. This week, we are your favorite non-toxic black hotties. Yes, and we are non-toxic for a very specific reason. Because in today's episode, we're going to talk about toxicity in a very, very, very specific way. So, you know your favorite couple from TV, from, you know, just like celebrities, movies? We're here to tell you they're probably toxic. Yeah, and we're going to also talk about some real-life celebrities or real-life characters or people who are very toxic in their own right, and then they bring that toxicity into their relationships. So be prepared for that. So because we have a lot that we want to talk about, we're going to immediately jump into our popping off. So everybody's favorite (laughs) intro music. So grab your drink, sit down, you're in for an adventure. So our popping off this week is just in, within the last couple of hours, is the trial verdict for the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, defamation trial. Yes, we we want to emphasize that this was a defamation um, lawsuit because um, people are saying, you know, like justice is served as if... Amber Heard is now um, like a convicted abuser. She is not. Johnny Depp is not. not. They both spoke about how they were both abused. At this point, Amber Heard specifically is guilty for defamation. The lawsuit in the UK, um, like that newspaper, um, the news group was found not guilty of defamation, but as we spoke about in the last ep- in the last episode, uh, defamation in the in the UK is different from here. They are both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are both still alleged abusers. This is yeah. only for defamation. And to reiterate what I said in the last episode, defamation in the U.S. you um you ha- it ha- there needs to be um, malicious intent um, for you to be found. Uh, guilty of defamation. And they found that there was some malicious intent with uh, Amber Heard towards Johnny Depp. And when we're talking about the specific thing they were that she was found guilty of, it's if, and correct me if I'm wrong, Naughty, it's because of that Washington Post op-ed yes. piece that she posted? Yes, it was, um, it was because of the op-ed um, and she called, and she, she did not name Johnny Depp um, outright, but she said that um, she did, but she acknowledged that it was a famous celebrity. It was a it was a celebrity, and um, she had also said that he was a wife beater in the op ed. Uh. So that was the malicious intent. She has at this point, even though I think that was also the point of them talking about the abuse that they had over each other, um, that they that they had amongst each other. I mean, because. Um, they spoke about all of that alleged abuse, um, even abuse that had to do with Kate Moss in particular, um, or alleged abuse had to do with Kate Moss, and um, nobody was proven to, to nobody was proven to be an actual abuser. So that makes defamation because if someone has not legally been convicted of being an abuser and you call them a wife beater, that is malicious. And then it also stopped him from being able to work. Yeah. um, I also wanted to read the uh, title of the article. It's an opinion piece in the Washington Post. 
It's Amber Heard. I spoke up against sexual violence and faced the wrath and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. And that is where the malicious intent was found. So he was awarded some uh, multi-million dollars for... He was awarded $10 million because Virginia has a cap. Um, and I'm sorry, continue. Um, he was uh, awarded the multi-million dollars. But she also uh, was awarded some money from what we understand. Amber Heard was awarded $2 million because of a comment that Johnny Depp's attorney made um, I believe through in the course of the trial and she had that because it's not a closed case, you know, that causes for defamation. Yeah. So, um, there was, you know, some liability found on both sides, but for the most part, Johnny Depp won for what Amber Heard said in her op-ed piece for the Washington post. Yes. So, um, you know, that relationship that them together seems to be toxic and just they were a toxic couple together. The between the sexual violence, the physical violence, the emotional violence, it seems like that entire relationship, as pretty as it may have seen seemed on the outside, was just completely violent with um as short as it was. Um, especially when they got married. If you are someone who is not married or is married and or just like wants to be married, I don't know, don't look to that couple as don't look to them. Just ignore them. Um, ignore them. Honestly, I would say really get to know a couple before you look at them and say goals. I know for growing up for like 20 years, there was a couple that a lot of people looked up to as goals. And I wouldn't say they're goals anymore. I think you know a couple I'm talking about. Is it Will and Jada? It's Will and Jada. It's definitely Will saying, and Jada. You, like, like we don't know what we don't know. So you can't say that anybody else's goals because you don't know. what. Yeah, you don't uh, know what's going on behind the scenes. Exactly. I think the... What you should aspire to is just, you know, to be as authentic to yourself and to your relationship as you can be. And as your relationship grows and as you and your partner grow as people and, you know, go through the natural changes of life, your relationship should change and grow as well. And you married, not married, you should follow the rules that you set for yourself, not the expectations that you feel that society puts on you draw inspiration draw inspiration from the good that you see from couples draw inspiration from the good that you see in general draw inspiration from the love and this building that you have with this person that you're with and use that as your barometer and your guideline to grow deeper and stronger be open be willing be vulnerable work on your shit we got to shoehorn our catchphrase in there sometimes so I still, you know, what he said was basically what I said, but with catchphrases. Oh no, I just, I just I took cat- what nobody I, I, said and just added. I just you know, said with catchphrases, yeah. same thing. You see, so, we're on the same wavelength. Definitely um, consider that. But since we are talking about toxic relationships, last time we talked about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, I mentioned that it felt a little weird for me for how the public is reacting to the case, specifically to Amber Heard. And it seemed that everybody jumped on Johnny Depp's side. I wanted to expand on that a bit, especially since we're talking about toxic relationships. Because a toxic relationship during this trial, during a difficult time in two human beings' lives that we consumed as media, we consumed as entertainment, the 
reaction felt very toxic from the public towards Amber Heard. There was various think pieces, blog posts, YouTube comments. YouTube, I can tell you this now, YouTube feels like an incel breeding ground. I don't know if it's my algorithm or whatever it is, but wow, there are a lot of men who hate women but are attracted to women on YouTube. I Oof. I think that Ooh boy. I think that it's a lot of men who hate women but are attracted to having orgasms and they think that they have to have them with women. Are you saying that men who hate women but like to only have sex with women but don't respect them? Yeah. Yeah. You that's, know. That's literally what it felt. It feels like an incel breeding ground, but that's and for it, another day. And, and like the people the way people comment, it's like Amber Heard is not going to shit on your bed. Yes. Like you are okay. Yes. That did not happen. She's not thinking to you. about you or any of us. Yeah, she doesn't even know who you are. You do not matter. Um, at least to, you don't matter to her. You matter in the world, but not to Amber Heard. Yes. But um, like what, like your comments about her shitting in the bed doesn't really matter. Yeah. Also, um, the way that they memed her pain, her stories, her testimony, her her. Her admissions of being abused from her perspective, alleged abuse, I have to say, um, it's just been memed and made fun of and turned into like this running gag. And it does not seem that even though he has made accusations of abuse towards her, she has made accusations of abuse towards him. There has there's the way that it's being turned and made fun of and memed is not equal. It seems very, very slanted towards people discrediting, saying that she's a liar, all of this. The defamation thing is separate from the the claims of abuse, and it's important that we understand that. But the way that somebody would come and we consumed their pain, their deepest, most hard moments of being allegedly abused or allegedly having these moments to where it might have been tit for tat or spitefulness, just their deepest personal indiscretions being put on display and the way that the audience reacted towards it, especially in their reaction to Amber Heard, just felt really, really slanted, one-sided, and very, 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 very toxic. I do think that um, as this is, as at least in American society, I don't, I can't, or Western society, it is much easier to laugh at the pain of a woman than it is of a man. Um, and I am sorry I had to speak in such, uh, like, what is it called? General generalities and generalities and like in like gender norm, gender norm terms. But that is, you know, the world we live in. And, and for the most part at this point, I do think that that like that makes just like, you know, like when we see in the news, we see a lot of the toxic relationship between uh, black pain and media consumption. It's a lot easier to laugh at a woman's pain than it is laugh at a man's. They are both they both allegedly were very violent to each other. And I mean, we cannot um, qualify what is worse because, you know, abuse is painful. Um, but like, you know, it's I think it's much harder as a society for people to laugh at Johnny Depp for for being hurt, like or for for being abused, because like what like in. There's at least, you know, there's a lot of comedians who make who make jokes about having sex when they're young or about about getting beat or getting like hit by a woman they make they make it a joke about themselves where they are the butt of the joke 
But now you are seeing with Johnny Depp, you are seeing this man say like this allegedly this person abused me, belittled me, battered me. And those are terms you associate with um, men towards women. Men yeah. towards women. And you, it's like you, you can't wrap your, the society can't wrap their minds around that to make fun of it because he is not the butt of the joke. He is a, a point of pain. And if you can't, you know, so that's why everything was focused on Amber Heard. Because also a woman battering a man in such a way is, especially because they are both white, belittles up in, a, in like a society, in like a really backwards way, but it's still societal. It. Uh, it, it, she's breaking down the society because she is battering this this strong, property-owning white man. Yeah, and for... To understand, like, this whole thing, it's a lot of different aspects. We have the double standard. We have the fact that it won't be believed that this man was abused by this woman. But also we have the celebrity aspect to where she must be lying on him or this and that or we love him we we watched his movies we enjoyed him he's jack this, sparrow this can't be something he would do multiple things could be true at once killing it killing it <laughs> catchphrases er everywhere we're, we're get we're gonna shoehorn them in um in in this and when we look at it and we say okay there's two accusations of abuse coming from both sides they both can be true it can both be true. Alleged accusations, I have to make sure I say. But they both can be true. But that is where the toxicity comes in. That if you're in a relationship that you feel that you both have to be abusive to each other, that is a very, very toxic trait amongst both of you and the union that you both share. And it doesn't have to just be physical violence or uh, alleged indiscretions with beds and abuse of any kind that should not happen that is where the toxicity is really stemming from and it could stem from other things but that's where toxicity really grows yes and um it's just toxic relationships all around because from the from the fans be between them mm -hmm. you know just between the society and like these kinds of relationships just you know and this was just a, a, a couple who was a celebrity who had their own issues. But because of the trial and because of the interest in it, 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 it gone. And this is what we mean by um, toxic relationships in the media. We consumed this relationship, all of its good and its bad. Mostly all we know is the bad. And we have used that as our form of entertainment. So that might be a great place to move into our main topic, which is toxic relationships in the media, in our digging deep. So when uh, we approached this topic, the teach and I um, approached it very differently. The teach went more into like celebrity couples in the media. I, however, did a deep dive into some um, classic... Uh, I guess, love stories, if you will. So where I started, um, actually, I'm not going to start there. So sorry. I'm going to start with The Pretty Woman. That is with, that's like Julia Roberts' breakout role, and uh, Richard Gere is also in it. You know, he's cool. Considered a classic. It is considered a classic. I, You know, I, I watched it for the podcast, and that was the first time I've ever watched it. 
And um, admittingly, I don't think I've seen the whole thing. No, I have seen parts of it. I know. I like have never seen. I've never saw any any part of it. Like I never saw the movie. And so this was the first time I watched it, and I've watched it like four or five times. I she really loves it. You I love re- it. I love the movie. I also want to be in a relationship, so it was just really nice to see something I felt like I could relate to uh, more than the other. That sounds so depressing. God damn. Sorry, guys. If you've seen the movie, you're like, fuck, Naughty, what are you going through? If you haven't seen the movie, you got to watch it and then feel bad for me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's something that I could like, relate to more, uh, more than the other movies that I had, I had watched for research. So, Pretty Woman. We have Edward and Vivian. Vivian, um, this is, I'm not spoiling it for you. Oh, shit. Well, you know it's a love story. Sorry. So, I guess I did spoil it. Spoiler alert. Is it a romantic comedy? Yeah. And it's a love story. Yeah, so um so you got Ed, you got Edward and Vivian. Vivian is a prostitute and a hooker if you will, and Edward is um like a millionaire. Okay? He's just buying up the businesses, okay? He got the dough. Um and but I liked about that movie, like I I I think that I maybe this is just how I watch. Sorry, I touched this cord. Um, <laughs> sorry, production value just went down by one point. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, what I liked about this movie is that, you know, it showed two people from very different worlds and how they had, they both had to step out of their comfort zone to find someone who was quote unquote on their level. I, I also think that this might be the way that I watch movies and how I just dissect relationships in general. I just feel like, you know, had they been more honest or had um, Vivian been more honest with uh, Edward that they would have been able to fall in love and maybe not have to, like they would have been able to fall in love in what might have been a more pleasurable way than having to have the back and forth that they did have in the movie and the um, the violence that uh, Vivian had to go through could have been avoided had she been more upfront because she was honest, but she wasn't, she was like 90% honest instead of being 100% honest. And that made all of the difference. And I think that it's like, we always talk about the authenticity um, that you need to have in relationships, not just romantically. That just would have helped her out and maybe would have kept her a little bit more safe. Yeah. So I know it's you- considered a classic and a lot of people have grown up idolizing the couple, idolizing the story, idolizing maybe not all aspects of the story, but definitely idolizing the the story and the romantic aspect, just like we, we idolize a lot of uh, romantic comedies. I do think that part of the reason why it is idolized is just because, like, you like, there's, I don't, like, their worlds are so different. Like, Edward grew up being rich and, um, like, living in comfort. And Vivian's character grew up. She was a teenager who was on drugs. At, you know, at the, at the time that they meet, she's a, she's a hooker. You know, like, you can't really think about, like, two worlds that Wouldn't are, like... be a sex worker? Well, they refer to her as a hooker. She calls herself a prostitute and a hooker. Well, but, yeah, she Now that sex, we know better. She is. But, no, no, she is a sex worker. But I, you know, I don't know how sex workers also introduce themselves. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if those are necessarily derogatory terms. Um, but 
you know, like you like there's worlds that are those are worlds that are like so 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 different and you know and also I think it also shows that you know like they might have met because of a hookup but because of um but they you know but they even though they were using or even though uh you know one was one person was being used for sex um you know consensually because they treated each other like human beings despite the fact that their relationship was solely based on sex um, they were able to create a relationship, and I don't think, and I, and I don't think that that's you know an out of this world idea, um, and I, I do think that that's why people idolize it. Is that you know that if you no matter how different you are, no matter how the relationship starts consensually and respectfully, I might, it has to be has to still start like that. You can have this really beautiful relationship where people are vulnerable and honest in themselves. I think that's why it is idolized because there's just that is that is the romance. Being able to be yourself and to come as you are and still someone say, like, I want you to grow with me, that is the beauty of a relationship. And I don't think that we see that very often. Yeah. Um I probably overanalyzed the fuck no, out of that movie. Listen. The overanalyzation is good. This is why people tune in to Naughty and the Teach. They want to hear that analysis, and that's good. And take that lens that Naughty just explained and really apply it the next time you watch the movie. Shit, cue it up after you listen to this episode so you can get some insight. But before we continue, because I'm going to talk about a real world. I'll explain my, my format and my thinking in a second. But there are two uh, couples from movies that we will not be talking about. And I, The Notebook, mostly because if you have been listening to this podcast, you know how the teach feels about The Notebook, about the characters in The Notebook, the and characters. that love story. Name the characters. I don't remember their names. Noah and Allie. Noah. Noah is the one who climbed on the top of the uh, merry-go-round. The first wheel. Oh, sorry, merry-go-round yeah. is different. Yes. So Noah, Yes. It's a beautiful story because of how it's told, blah, blah, blah. Started very toxic. It continued to be toxic throughout most of the relationship. Let's, let's not act like we don't know. And another uh, movie couple, and if you have been listening to us, you also know about how it's we triangle. feel. It's triangle. Yes, that's true. That makes it even more toxic. complicated. Ooh, wait, is it a triangle another or like a parallelogram? But let's talk about the other triangle. A tessellation. Bella and uh, Edward. Is Jacob. Bella, but that's why I said tessellation because it's Bella Sorry, and did Edward. You say tessellation? Well, yes, because it's Bella and Edward and Jacob. First, no, first it's Bella and Edward. That's one. One one thing. Then you have Bella and Jacob. Oh, another relationship. Then you have a relationship that's Bella, Edward, and Jacob. Then you have the relationship of Bella uh, of Jacob and Renesme. Then you got the relationship I'm sorry, of is Renesme the child? Yes. Alright, we're done with this. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Teaches, but, going, she's, but she's a part of the toxicity. Yes, but I, unfortunately, I, that's I, why it's toxic. I still, ooh man, Twilight. Ah, oh, that Renesmee. If if Jacob if you situation. guys ever want to just a breakdown of why that whole shit is fucked up, please let us know in the DMs. Yes, because we will have a dedicated bonus episode just to that, and um. Just let you and mind you, we could you, do both. You. We could do the notebook and we could do Twilight. Yes, we can do like like mini episodes because we will give you the breakdown about why they are toxic. Um, you know, the the teach 
was a teacher when those books came out. I was a middle school girl. So we, you know, I know I was a middle school and high school girl. So we, like, um, at first, when we first experienced those books, had a, had a, had a very different um, experience and understanding of those books. And now, as uh, you know, now we're both adults, or he's an adult and I'm adultish. You know, we have different perspectives about how horrible that shit is. So definitely hit us in the DMs if you want to hear about Twilight and you want to hear about the Notebook characters. But I wanted to talk about uh, a real world couple type. But the way I'm going to start is I'm going to talk about the individual and then we're going to talk about the toxic behavior within their relationship. So somebody I'm going to focus on now is the baby. I'm sorry. I just like saying it like that. The baby. That's his name. The baby. So, I don't know how familiar you are with the baby. Let me stop saying that. I don't know how familiar you are with the baby, but he got a lot of he got more coverage because of some comments he made at Rolling Loud in 2021, um, controversial comments about the LGBTIA. Uh, LGBTQIA plus community. Also, it's the first day of Pride. Uh, just wanted to say, so it's June 1st when we are um, recording this episode. So that's why the Amber Heard, uh, Johnny Depp verdict was brand new. By the time you hear you hear this episode, you'll probably be like, oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, we knew what the results of this was. But, but we you just didn't got hear it. our analysis yes, you just got. We just got the information. But he made some controversial statements about the LGBTQIA plus community and AIDS. The baby literally murdered a dude. He literally shot somebody and killed them in a Walmart. Literally killed somebody. He has a whole <laughs> Twitter page dedicated to his antics. And boy, is he. It seems like he is involved in some controversy. Um he has called adult women named Jojo Siwa the B word for no reason. I don't care what anybody say. Jojo Siwa is about 35. That is not a child. That's my only controversial take. That's a grown woman playing a role. I mean, I but think anyway, he called her actually a, an adult now, though. I mean, she, I think by now, yeah. But he called her a B word for no reason. He has fought various people which I'm going to get to uh, very specifically. He has beat up an artist backstage. He has had his crew beat up an old man. He had people fight for money or, you know, throw money out so that these poorer people in uh, another country would fight for money. He has tried to kiss various fans. Various fans. I've seen that. I wonder how many times he has been successful for him to just, you know, just be trying to do that. Like, he, it looks like he's walking through it. He's just like, we don't get the whole thing. Trust me. I don't this know. This is like during the COVID. Yeah, this was this all during COVID. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Yeah. So I think he also was involved in a recent shooting at his home. But that might have not. That might have been self-defense. There's a lot of these things that he has been alleged of doing. But one thing that he is also alleged of doing, which is caught on camera, is he has a, an ex. And I'm going to refer to all of the women that I'm going to talk about as exes. I'm not calling them baby mothers. I'm not calling them anything else but an ex. They had some form of relationship romantically to where it might have led to a child, might not have, whatever, whatever. So his ex 
And this is where the toxic behavior comes in, and I really need to point this out. He got into a fight with his ex's brother at a bowling alley. And not only did he get into a fight, him and his crew basically beat up this, beat up the brother of his ex-girlfriend. Or his ex, excuse me. Let me not say girlfriend, just his ex. And anytime you're going to have somebody who's going to fight a family member of yours, that is a toxic relationship. Oh, I know some of y'all are like, damn, my man, my girl just fought my blah, blah, blah. Well. Can I mention someone? Can yeah, I do for an sure. honorable mention? Oh, for sure. Okay, for y'all who be fucking loving the shit out of Fabulous and Emily Ooh. B, fuck that. Yo, my man, F- Fabulous, punched her, punched his, I mean, I mean, first of all, it took him forever to propose to that woman and then marry her. First of all, fuck that. They had like 50,000 kids, maybe like four, three or four, but still, that's a lot of kids to pop out in a ring, number one. Number two, um, especially if y'all living together, all of that extra shit um, or other shit. That's all right. He punched her in the face and knocked out like all her front teeth. Then when she tried to leave with her kids, or I think it was the like two of them at the time, who tried to leave with her kids um, with her father and brother. He tried to stab them. And that's all on camera. He tried to stab them. First of all, you try to stab my brother and my father. Now I have to stab you and go away. While it's still on camera and everything, we're still going to say allegedly. I mean. Only because teachers trying to. Only, uh, also, really? like there were, no fa- there were no charges filed, even though this was all reported and, you know, into the court. I mean, not into the court, but into, you know, it was all reported and seen on video. It's ridiculous, but, yeah. So, if you have relate anybody who's willing to fight your family members. Or fight you. Or fight you or any acts of violence in that way, it's, 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 it's toxic. It's just toxic. Yes, you could be in love. Yes, your family member may have stepped out of line, allegedly, or whatever the case may be. Yes, they might have said, when I see you, it's on sight because of the way you treated my sister, my brother, my relative, my sibling. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be upset and angry at you because they felt that you may have hurt or did harm to their family. So they're going to talk that hot and spicy shit. Doesn't always mean they're going to back it up. Yes, some people may back it up. And yes, you have to defend yourself. But if you and your whole crew are stomping out one dude. Also, defending yourself defending yourself doesn't mean like you have to beat the person to a KO. That means you defend yourself. If they throw a punch, you punch them so they can effectively enough so they, they stop doing what they're doing. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to beat them into submission. You beat them to stop. That's two different things. We have a... We still don't promote violence, but, you know, we promote self-defense. We have a, a community of people now whose understanding is it, it's real backwards. You know, you ever heard the expression, talk shit, get hit? Yes, I have. That's a toxic way of thinking it. Yes, people are talking shit. Yes, people talk shit. That's what they do. But does it always have to go to violence? Maybe. If that's how you feel, but it's still a toxic trait. It's still a toxic way to think about or do anything about. People are going to talk shit. We shouldn't always have to resort to violence. If you resort to violence to everybody who talks shit to you, you might be fighting all the time. People talk shit. That's what they do. Yes, and talking shit. You might think you're sucking shit, but they might just say like, hey, 
don't treat my sister or brother or sibling or whomever like garbage. That's not talking shit. That's like, please stop. That's all that is. Yeah, people are talking that spicy shit because even- they're they're trying to defend their family's honor. Yeah, and that's okay. Like, don't treat. If you treat someone like garbage, it might the person you treat like garbage might get somebody else to treat you like garbage. Yeah. To so help protect them. I'm going to pause because the other one I have is <laughs> it definitely has to do with family and violence. But, oh, boy, is that a story. Um, so, Nordy, what what do we want to talk about next? All right. I'm going to be like real quick with this one because this is one of y'all favorite, favorite couples from like the 90s. You know, black love. I love oh, black boy. love. We love black love. But is it, is it before you start? Is it? Let me get between them thighs. Reading a poem on stage? No. Okay, good. Okay. No, that's I next. I should say about that, too. That's next. That's next. That's next. Oh, okay, it's coming. That's after this one. Because oh, cause I'm about glasses to... I'm a, Southern Belle? Yes, because I'm oh, about to dead this shit right now. Y'all can at me I'm in the comments. I'm going to give you that. You got this. Go ahead. Dwayne and Whitley are not fucking goals. No, no. Okay, number one, Dwayne was feeding over one girl before he met Whitley, which I guess is fine. You, you, you... Uh, you know, you have sex and date other people before you meet the person that you fall in love with. Cool, that's fine. But he had a really weird obsession with, with uh, Denise. That's the issue, is the obsession. Does he have an obsession with light-skinned women? Did he, like, switch from Denise to Whitley because they look similar? I want to know. They're also both, both. Um, well, Whitley is much more well-off than Denise, but they were both well-off light-skinned women with curly hair. I want to know, Dwayne. You got a you got a fetish. You got an obsession. I want to just add before you keep going because you're on the roll. We're talking about a different world, a spinoff from a spin-off um, the Cosby, Cosby show. show. And Denise was the main character who went to college from the Cosby Show and started off as like the primary camera. Am I wrong? Yes, she was the she was the main character. It was based around her for the first two seasons, but then she dropped out of school. So then it was based on the ensemble cast they had, that they had created. I also think, I, I think that's true. But I also heard, and it could be rumors, and I may have just be making this up based on who I'm talking to. But I also heard that she wasn't as popular as Whitley or, you know, and that re- dynamic. And the writers was like, oh, we really need she to She showed her titties that. in a movie. I don't know, the movie. She showed her titties in a movie. And she got pregnant. Lisa Bonet was Denise, right? Yes. She also um, directed It Never Rains in Southern California. I like saying that to people, so that's it. That's all I yeah, want to say. Yeah, so, you know, you can't be showing your titties and be, on a family, and be on a family show. So that's what they did. But then Denise I'm was... i wait, wait. What, Denise was, was actually... Movie? I don't know. <laughs> I, I forgot the movie. But Denise was actually one of the most loved characters, which, which is why they brought her back. Ooh. So, uh-huh. Don't fuck with me. I love... Mm. I, I know, fuck Bill Cosby. Love the Cosby show. So sorry, y'all. And I love a different world. Sue me. Wait, they brought her back to the Cosby show after she left the different world? Yes. So she oh. was written off of both, and then they brought her back. That's why I got Raven. Uh, he didn't watch the show. Avi. Avi did not watch. Did. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Back to what I was saying about Dwayne and Whitley. <clears throat> so... So, um, does he have an obsession? We don't know. Somebody tell us. Um, Kadeem Hardison, tell us. Tell us. We want to know because you were the character. You were the actor of the character. Then, okay, so Dwayne and Whitley, date, fine, cool. It's all good. It's all good. Even though Whitley was, like, really adamant that she wanted to marry someone that could keep her at the comfort that she was used to. So she wanted to marry a man who made as much as her father or more because she wanted to keep that way, that, that, that comfort of living, that wealthy lifestyle. Hmm. 
And that's that's fine. I guess Wait, this was before point. women could make the money for themselves. Is that was that the thinking? Well, now? she no, no, she could make money for herself. That's why she went to school. And it wasn't that she wasn't going to work, but she knew that she wanted someone. She wanted to work for pleasure. She did not want to have to work because she had to. And that's fine. If on also also, if you do not want to work and you find somebody. Who is like, I don't want you to work. You know what? You just love that. You do you. We don't, you should not, you don't have to work, okay? You don't, you know, whatever he just said. Women, if you want, people, if you want to work, work. If you don't want to work, Wait, that's don't. not what I'm saying. I'm talking about it was a whole different time. No, but so it was in the In the 80s and stuff, if she's looking for a man to make this amount of money, right? Could she be the person to make that amount of money and then find a spouse who could work for pleasure. That's not what she wanted, though. But that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, that, that's, that's possible, but that's not what Whitley wanted. So okay. it's, uh, you know, that's not the point. So it's not about women working. It's more about could it be in reverse? It could have been, but that wasn't yeah. Whitley. Okay. Anyways, so then Dwayne, you know, she still dated Dwayne, even though, you know, he was broke. And it seemed like for a while in the show, they kind of made it that, it, you know, even though he was really smart, he really wasn't going to make it. Then, you know, he got this really great job and he was making a lot of money. So then that is when Whitley was, you know, even more interested in him. And they dated and it was lovely and it was great. But then they broke up, right? Because he had to go to Japan, I believe. And um, she met someone else who was able to give her the lifestyle that she wanted. And this nigga not going to say shit. You know, they they were still at school together. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything about how he felt for her when she was with her, um, with her fiancé. Because when he came back from Japan, um, like, she was already engaged. And then he's going to wait until she is walking down the aisle to say, or like right after she walks in the out to say, baby, I love you, take me back. Like, no, no, that's so toxic. If you, it like, listen, sometimes you got to take an L. And that conversation, fine. If you want to say, like, I want to be with you and like break up a, an engagement or, you know, whatever, break, break up an engagement, then you could do that before the wedding. Like, let people get their deposits back. Let them cancel the wedding. Like, you don't have to embarrass everybody, like the family of the groom, the groom himself. Even And even though Whitley went with him, um, you still, like, you still embarrassed her family. There's still, after that, um, that, one, that moment where she's like, oh, my gosh, yes, I want to be with you, there's going to be, like, residual guilt and embarrassment because she, also, she still loved the person who she left at the aisle or, she, or cared for them in the least if she didn't love him. You know, I'm like, that, that part, I was like, that's not goals. We should not aspire to ruin people's weddings. And, you know, if you, if you want to be with somebody, tell them. That's all you have to do. And, you know, you don't have to, like, ruin a very important moment because it's not just a wedding. It's not just about one person. It's about both people. That's why fuck that couple. Not after she already found what she wanted. You're going to say that you want to, you want her. No. Yeah. I just want to say that trope of breaking up a wedding after somebody has committed to being with somebody and they've taken all of the steps and they gathered the people they love, the people that are closest to them. It's not a grand gesture of love to come in and be like, no, it should be me. That shit is fucking horrible. It's selfish. Do not do that. You either should express yourself about what you want if you want that person way before that. Because all the time you're waiting, these are people who are literally moments away from 
making a promise to spend their lives together. Yeah, Jackson and April, also not goals. So sorry. That's Grey's Anatomy. Also not goals. Uh, before before I get into much, you should also do your uh, the other one. Yes, you ready? Please. Talk. Yes, okay, yes. he wants to talk to you about this movie. So um, this the next movie we're going to talk about is Love Jones. And a uh, quick summary of this movie is um, that they are. It's about two people, Darius and Nina, who you know they meet through like mutual friends and like being in the same like creative crowd. And they are both um, getting established in their careers. Nina as a photographer and Darius as a writer. Darius is, is a little bit more established, but you know they're still in the beginnings of their careers. And um, if you've ever seen the photograph with um, Issa Rae, with Issa Rae, yes, the that movie is um, inspired by Love Jones. Um, you know they have they have a a sexual and intimate relationship. But their lack of communication just, like, fucks them up a lot along the way. That's my summary. Uh, I, I think I've said this before. <laughs> I don't, the whole way they meet at the poetry event, slam, poetry meeting, poetry I think reading. it's a poetry, I think, excuse me, I think it's an open mic like poetry slam. Got you. And he goes up there and he reads this poem about how he wants to be intimate and sexual with her. Without saying those words, obviously. Yeah, I think it was a it was like a poem that he like a sexual poem that he wrote, but then he locked eyes with her in no, the no, club. No, no, he actually added her name. Oh yeah, that's yeah. So what I'm saying is, we have no idea who she was with. She could have been with her whole grandpeoples, her grandfather, her grandmother, and then they have to look at her like, "Why the fuck? <laughs> Why the fuck is he over there talking about you like this? Who is that guy? I don't know who he is." So you have no idea to put somebody on the spot like that. That's something you read to her at the bar when you met her or afterwards and all of that. But to go up there and then people look at that like, oh, that's so cute. He wrote, he added a na- her name into this already established poem he had. Imagine if that was you and you were like. And you was with your family. Or even if you weren't with your family. You was with even, your man, possibly. Even if you were like her, like just like with your friends, that's. Weird. That Someone saying, I want to fuck you across the room is like, okay, my guy. Like, I mean, they do that with their eyes and all that other stuff, but they do not yell it out like that. Yeah, but yeah, that's like, it's two different things. Also, like, who wants a recycled poem? Yeah, I'm like, who, who, who was the, who was before Nina? You you replaced somebody's what name. What if my name had mind. three syllables? Yeah, good point. <laughs> what would you have done? Oh, man, that, I, yeah. I. But, like, aside from that, though, like, they had feelings for each other, but everyone is trying to be, like, keep, like, everyone's trying to, like, keep it cool and keep it, like, you know, both of them are, like, I don't want to tell the other person that I like them because we're just fucking. But it's, like, y'all are, like, fake living together. You're spending every day together. Um, Why not say, like, hey, what are the boundaries? Hey, what are we? Hey, do you like me? Like, y'all are grown. Let's get it together. And that's really what, um... That would like hindered them a lot along the way. It's the same thing with Big and Carrie with in Sex in the City because, uh, especially like Carrie, it's like, girl, had you asked like a few questions, you would have, you know, like, um, are we dating exclusively? Are you? Do you want to get divorced from your wife? Um, you know. Uh, why did you leave me? Why didn't? Why are you late to the wedding? Why did you leave and now you're turning around? Um, you know, just 
questions. Just a few questions she could have asked. Yeah, going back to uh, Love Jones, we're, we're, we're not saying that you can't have a casual relationship, but that communication is really where that toxicity comes in. Because y'all are reacting and acting in ways that y'all are not really communicate. Communication is important in whatever type of relationship you have. Yes, some of you may have relationships that you think are working because you're like, oh, we're, we're casual, but we're not being communicative. Sometimes that communication is very important. Even on the simplest level is a good start, especially when you want to talk about like, yo, what are we doing? How are we doing this? I have feelings for you. I have this. I have that. Sometimes that is necessary, especially during depending on the duration of the relationship, et cetera, et cetera. So we're not saying casual relationships equal toxicity. It's It's how you manage your casual relationships that can make it turn toxic or not. Yes, a lack of communication can lead you down the wrong road. And it doesn't, it also doesn't have to be that if you're make turning like in the sense that you're turning a casual relationship into a romantic one, it could just be like, even if you're keeping it casual, there's questions you have to ask because if one person is only if like if there's two people and one person is only sleeping with the other person and one person sleeping with three per, three people it might be pertinent for you to ask the other person how many people are you sleeping with are you using protection how often are you using protection how often are you getting tested because then if you don't have that conversation as awkward as it might be it can create a toxic relationship simply because like now you feel like your your trust is being betrayed like the because you know you're trusting that person like with your body health and safety health and safety is very important um all right so i'm going to move into a last one which oh boy this is a story so i wanted to talk about uh a rapper from the west coast his name is blueface bust down tatiana bust down tatiana I, i think that was his biggest song as far as the United States, you know, reaching across. He's probably huge in uh, on the West Coast, but I don't know exactly. But uh, he has many re- relationships that seem to be toxic with his exes. He has a Playboy-style living situation where women are living in bunk beds at his house, allegedly. I'm always going to add allegedly just in case, even though he has admitted it, but whatever. It's supposed to be. If you ever seen Bad Girls Club? Oh yeah, it's Blue Blue Girls be, Club. It's a, like based off of that. And um, you know, they get these tattoos that represent their uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, participation. It's of his face, to be specific. Yes, and uh, they got him in random places. Some got him on their neck, some arms, legs, wherever they you know chose to. But you needed to get this in order to be a participant in. This cult. It's it's interesting that, you know, people are like, damn, this sounds like a cult. And he tweeted, what the fuck is a cult? Apparently what you're doing here is what, what people are talking about. Ladies in the blue face mansion, if you're hearing this, don't drink the Kool-Aid. At all. We, we know what that happens if you've been, uh, or at least do some research in cults. You know, that would be a good start. Google. Jonestown. Yeah. Um, so he... Along with some, what 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 some would consider his number one girl, Christiane, Chris, Chris, Christian? I think it's Christian Rock. I'm sorry, I'm I'm messing up her name. I think it's Christian, Christian Rock, Christian Rock. Um, allegedly beat up both his mother and his sister. I'm about to make a really bad joke. Oh, go ahead. 
Is she getting like payback, you know, for Chris Rock? She's beating up other people. <laughs> she's the she's Rock like, that. She's like, I, you know I'm what? I'm not sure her last name is really Rock. I think it's but just part of her persona. Who, but her persona is after Chris Rock. But why beat up the man, your man's girlfriend, mother, and sister? Now, hold on. I just want to say there's a whole type of story for that, and I highly suggest you, if you are into reality shit or reality shows. This shit is wild. The whole story is wild. But he, um, they, the mother and sister are alleging that he, along with her, and maybe some of his crew, beat up his sister and his mom. Um, Wait, so he beat up his own mother? That's the allegation that the mother and sister is claiming. Um, what the story that he's saying and she and Chris, Chris, Christian, Christian, I, I think it's Christian, Christian Rock is saying is that she did the beating. She did all the ass whipping for his mother <laughs> and his sister. However, there was a tweet that his manager, WAC 100, put out of showing his sister. <sighs> I don't want to say celebrating. Please help me out because you saw the, the thing, too, with the. OK, so in the video. Right. So we don't see anything. Like, we don't see any fighting. You see the aftermath. You see the aftermath. And the sister's boyfriend is completely knocked out. I don't Later. know. He looks I don't, dead. I don't know if um, the, I don't know if he was sagging or if they tried to pull his pants down. Yeah, his pants um, are. Because his pants are almost at his knees. And um, so, like, he, and he's knocked out. And the sister is, like, holding him, holding him up in her lap. Mind you, um, I don't know if the teacher noticed this. But like she had, um, she had her her hair, her natural hair braided down, and had um, a wig cap. It had a wig cap on. They pulled her hair, so they pulled they pulled her. They tried to pull her hair out. So the whole front of her wig, like from her forehead to like the to like the top the top of the crown, like um, like uh, her ear line, all of that hair is pulled off. Uh, if you know what a uh, a weave is they pulled off her whole closure um and then they pulled out parts of the other tracks or part of the other hair so a lot of her like her weave is hanging off of her body and she's like oh that's my baby that's my baby he defended me he defended me against blue face he does not look like he defended anybody against anything it looks like he ran into a wall and lost yeah. and then his she's legs all bent the wrong way it's weird his it's... Her, her face is bruised up and beat too along with her hair being pulled out you know, and she's like, I got next. I'll beat up anybody else. Like, girl, yeah, you, you cannot. You were not, y'all were not in position. Don't don't call anybody else for a fight because the only thing he could do is protect you with his face and feet and not, hands just raining down on him. He was knocked out. He, like he was gone. Look, like, he was like, it looked like he was like sleeping. Like, he was taking a nap. Hopefully he was sleeping. He did not look well at all. Yeah. But the sad part is, we have a toxic relationship, and the toxic relationship isn't just between Blue and his women or his main woman, allegedly, or it's the whole everything. The relationship between the sister, the mom, the blue face, everybody. It's just, it's a disheartening situation to see and to watch. It's something. But if you really want to see hot, hot mess, because... I can't talk about this anymore. It's a heartbreaking situation. You, you're interested in hot ass mess? Just look up the blue face. It's all he's posting about it on social media. They're posting about it on social media. 
it seems to be like a family problem that should be more in house. Um, but or in the therapist's is, office, or yeah, somewhere. But it's definitely here for our consumption. And when we're talking about toxic relationships in the media, it's things that we can consume. People are making memes of it. People are laughing at it. People are, you know, taking sides. He shouldn't do this. She shouldn't do that. This is wrong. This is right. Oh, this is what happened. Talk shit, get hit. I've seen that comment more than once. So it's just toxic all around and this is a toxic romantic relationship but also toxic familiar relationships and with extreme acts of violence so it's 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 a mess so for my last one um this is going to be a little bit this is gonna be on the more positive side i guess so um another movie that i watched for the podcast is and also just because i'm in that kind of mood um, I watched Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, spoiler alert, there is no breakfast at Tiffany's. It's like adjacent, so sorry. Um, but, you know, there is, a, there is a point to it in the movie. But, however, um, one thing I didn't really like about the movie is that it kind of showed, like, because the love scene, and this is uh, consistent with a lot of movies of that era. So it's um, My Fair Lady, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and Affair to Remember. The love scene is the last scene. So it makes it seem like, you know, people had, like, so when you're watching it, you're struggling through the entire movie to get to love. And I kind of, we've talked about struggle love, and I just don't like the promotion of that idea that, you know, all these things, like, all the like the anticipation and then all of these problems have to happen before you before you fall in love or not even before you even before you get the chance to fall in love you know i don't like that idea love does not like there are struggles in love but you do not have to struggle to get love you do not have to struggle to be in love you know like your relationship might have an issue but the love should not be the struggle Anyways, what um, the point of adding breakfast at Tiffany's in particular is because the media has misconstrued the relationship between Audrey Hepburn's character, um, Holly Golightly, and um, the love interest of the movie, Paul. So um, if you've ever seen the meme of Audrey Hepburn that says um, people don't belong to people or and uh, it's like it'll say it'll be Paul saying like I love you you belong to me and her response being like people don't belong to people um, if you've only seen that meme or that that like uh, freeze frame of the movie um, they really misconstrued what Paul was saying and um, you know he has this he has this speech which I'm mm, which am I gonna read it should I read it Okay, which I'm just going to describe because we're running short on time. Um, it's his, he has a speech about how, you know, how when you love someone, you're allowing them to, to be who they are and to grow into whoever they want to be. It's not about caging someone in. And, you know, the, and beca and it's like because, um, because Holly is so focused on the fact that, you know, she has to have all uh, – because she's focused on the fact that things have to be perfect, she's always going to be in a cage because life is never going to be perfect. Your ducks will never be in a row. And, you know, and then I think, like, without having, without, without having the whole scene 
and and him saying like you know like when you love when someone when you're in love you belong to another person because that person is what helps you grow that person is um you know the home you come back to so like if keeping the metaphor of the cage you know if you are the bird in the cage the person you love it is not the cage it's the home it's the tree the nest that you build so you go fly away and you come back to that nest that's a person who you love and that's why you belong to them and I just think that that is really beautiful and for the 19 I think the 1960s late 1950s that's actually like forward thinking where it's like you a woman can be a whole human being and have all of your own you know I just so sad that the media has misconstrued that beautiful love story yeah um, thank you for ending it in that way because it's a good way to end the episode. So we are going to, sadly, skip our favorite, my favorite, the teacher's favorite segment, which is Dodie and the Teach Recommends. And I'm going to be honest, the mostly the reason why I don't have a recommendation for you all this week is because it was a it was a it was a week. Um, we had the tragedy that happened in Texas and. Facts are still coming out. We don't want to talk about that right now. We do know that people passed away, and that's sad. And we definitely want to recognize and acknowledge that. But a lot of facts are coming out still um, for many various different reasons. So we want to give that that space and that time. And it is kind of difficult to talk about uh, being educators for us both. It's 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 a bit difficult. Yes. Um. You know, as a parent, I'm having a hard time with the idea of, like, sending my daughter to school. But uh, if you do want to watch any of the movies or look up anything that we mentioned, we do suggest that just to give more content. I mean, just to give more context. So what we mentioned was Blueface and his, you know, Blueface Mansion. We mentioned the uh, baby and um, all of the all the things that he's done. So, you know, he has... He has a famous ex-girlfriend and other ex-girlfriends that he has had different trials with. He's all like the comments he's made about the LGBTQIA plus community. All of that is online. Um, we will post it on Instagram or we'll post like the way you can get the information on Instagram. Um, the There's some movies that uh, Nodi talked about, such as Pretty Woman. You can stream or find uh, the TV show A Different World. There is uh, Love Jones. There is, uh, I'm missing one, Love Jones. I mentioned Sex in the City. Sex in the City and um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. So all of these, you can, you know, they're always available to rent, to buy, to, you know, I don't, I'm sure, I am sure at least one of the classics, maybe even a different world you could find at your local public library. That is a resource that has videos and things that people can watch. Do not sleep on your local library. Yes, they have DVDs now. Yes. Um, so that's it for us this week. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. We greatly appreciate you. Again, you know how to find us. We are looking for feedback. Anything you want to talk about, debate. Maybe you have a hot take. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. You can find us at... At Naughty and the Teach, at Naughty Flower, or at the Teach NYC. Everything spelled out fully. No underscores on Instagram.com. We also have a link tree that is linktree.com slash naughty and the teach. Yes. Um, so thank you. We will see you next week. <laughs>